Miles Morales faces the end of the world twice. It's time to take a look at Miles Morales, The Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate Collection, Book 3, straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. Well, the first thing I should explain is the general idea of the ultimate Marvel Universe. Or, continuity can be a major challenge when coming to one of the long-established companies. There's so much of it going on. But when you do reboots to shake up and start over on your continuity, you often tick off existing fans. Well, what if you could, on one hand, maintain your existing continuity, but create a brand new continuity to draw new fans to your book? And that was the idea behind the Ultimate Marvel Universe, essentially. The Ultimate Universe started off fresh, with uh, characters who uh, were like their uh, counterparts in the main uh, 616 uh, Marvel Universe, but they weren't exactly the same. They weren't going to make the exact same choices. And so there was, I think, some uh, opportunities for creativity. There was less continuity that tied people down. So they were able to just do different things with different characters. Some of this worked. Some of it didn't. Sometimes they went too far. But we're focusing on Spider-Man. And Spider-Man started out as Peter Parker. And he was written by Brian Michael Bendis. He continued in that role until issue 150 when Peter Parker and the Green Goblin died while fighting one another. This was a 12-year-old who actually got spider powers of his own. When he became a little bit older, he began to work as Spider-Man. His mom was actually killed as a result of a fight with Venom and he hung up his webs for a whole year before coming out of retirement and uh, joining forces with uh, the cloak and dagger of the Ultimate Universe, who first appeared in his book. And they turned on a group of evil corporate criminals who had been experimenting on kids. And that's kind of where we left things. The book kicks off with the miniseries, Cataclysm, Ultimate Comic Spider-Man, Issues 1 through 3, a tie-in to the Cataclysm event in the Ultimate Universe. And Galactus is coming to town uh, from actually the main Marvel Universe uh, to go ahead and eat the uh, Ultimate Earth. Because after all, his promise to not eat Earth doesn't apply to all Earths. 
the book mainly is uh, about Miles doing what he can at street level. And as he senses the end of the world coming, he, uh, and this is the most interesting thing in the book, he goes to tell his dad who he is. He reveals his secret identity, and his dad freaks out and spurns him. And then when Miles isn't looking, his dad disappears and remains disappeared for quite a time. The book uh, tie-in ends with uh, Miles going off to perhaps see what he can do to help with the cataclysm, which is resolved in another book. This isn't a horrible miniseries, but it's slow and not a whole lot happens, uh, though certainly uh, Miles' dad leaving is a big deal. Uh, the uh, book then continues with Ultimate Comic Spider-Man 200, where uh, they are having a celebration of Peter's life on the anniversary of his passing. And they go to Aunt May's house, and uh, they share their memories and their thoughts. And there's some beautiful art here. And while this book is about Miles, it's kind of appropriate. It gives you an idea of how he views his place as a successor to Peter Parker. And I think it's a nice memorial that sets the stage for uh, uh, Miles' new ongoing series, Miles Morales, The Ultimate Spider-Man, Issues 1 through 7. The big thing that happens in this book is that uh, Peter comes back to life and shows up to demand his web shooters back and refuses to elaborate uh, to Miles for quite a while. But then it turns out that Norman Osborn also s survived. However, we're left with Norman as the Green Goblin offering his ex explanation, and that's not the most reliable of uh, reports. Uh, and this essential story does stretch from issues one through seven. Uh, there's some question about what's going on. The art throughout this is really good. There are a couple of battles between uh, uh, Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man, and the Green Goblin, and they're beautifully done. Uh, it does also include a team-up between Miles and Peter versus the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin in the Ultimate Universe is different from the main one in that uh, the... Uh, whatever formula he takes actually turns him into this big hulking goblin monster. It's different, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's just the ultimate universe's approach and it's well drawn and the fights look uh, great. The art generally looks great. Although there are some uh, weird spots where the backgrounds are very sparse uh, without much explanation, though those are pretty rare and far between. One thing I also like about this book is how J. Jonah Jameson has been uh, developed uh, in the Ultimate Universe. He became an ally of uh, Peter Parker in the uh, Ultimate Universe, and now he's also just a bit more cautious about what he does and stands firm for journalistic standards and making sure we have it right rather than uh, going uh, after superhero for the sake of going after him. This is a much deeper characterization than we see in the main Marvel universe, and I really enjoy it. Um, he actually meets up with the Green Goblin and makes a very stunning uh, choice, but one that is believable and shows a lot of courage. 
His fate implies a death, but in many ways that doesn't matter because of what happens at the end of the book. I also have to give Bendis a a credit for the way he brought uh, Cloak and Dagger uh, to life in this 21st century comics. The original characters are just so 80s, they've been rarely used since then. But uh, he manages to... uh, to do them in a way that makes them fit really nicely within this 21st century Marvel universe. The actual uh, identity of Peter is something that's not 100% resolved, but it does seem like this is the original Peter Parker. There are, however, a couple of clones of him who are running around who were made by Osborne and are all off on a mission of their own, which is revealed in the second half of the book. Peter's actual ending in this book, in many ways, seems to... uh, actually give him the fate that the clone saga imagined for him, but that he didn't actually get. And it executes it fairly well. Eight and nine really focus on the return of Miles' father. He came back at the end of issue seven to talk, and he revealed his own backstory and about the time that he was an undercover agent for S.H.I.E.L.D. in the organization of the Kingpin, and how that tied to how he or why he ran away and abandoned his son. It's interesting, though it's kind of a weird thing when uh, a side character uh, hijacks the book. I, I kind of felt like this should have been called Jefferson Davis, the ultimate spider dad, issues eight and nine. Why he abandoned his son in the midst of a cataclysm when he was needed the most. Uh, yeah, this doesn't really cut it. Though I can buy, I think, the sort of uh, subtext that he's been through a lot and see, and he had actually blamed uh, Spider-Man for his wife's death before, and finding out Miles' Spider-Man just may have been too much for him emotionally. But the whole, I used to work for S.H.I.E.L.D., and now you looked like you would be really good at it, and I wasn't good at it. Yeah, I don't really buy that. Uh, Issues 10 through 12 wraps up the book, and they find uh, Miles dealing with the consequence of a decision that he made earlier in the book. He had fallen in love with Katie Bishop, who he was dating. And in order to have a good relationship, he decides to reveal he's a Spider-Man, and she runs off in tears and just can't seem to handle it. Well, it turns out that her family is part of Hydra. And uh, so that sets up a situation that puts him and everyone he knows into danger. This is actually a really nice concept. uh, Because a lot of times we get into these debates about superhero secret identities. And they should tell people. And there's an ever-widening circle that uh, people say they should, uh, you should let people know about. And here we get an example where it doesn't go well uh, because he didn't fully know this person before revealing the information. So it's a good twist. The story is pretty fast-paced uh, with a lot of action uh, for a uh, Brian Michael Bendis story. Uh, there are a few spots of dialogue that are a bit off, but I like the ending of the book. 
overall, uh, this book really does work. Uh, the entire Miles Morales uh, series by Bendis so far uh, really uh, did a lot of things right. There are so many good characters and some really solid uh, moments, and the art is impeccable, so you get great action scenes. The book does have its flaws. Bendis can have a slow pace to his comics with a lot of talking. Now, if it's done right, it can feel like you're getting interesting information and getting to know characters so that you can really enjoy the story, which I think is the case throughout most of the book. When it's done in Cataclysm, it feels like you're having padding and you're just extenuating a story out for no particular reason. Uh, we were offered for what happened with uh, the ultimate uh, Peter Parker are a bit hard to swallow. And we're never given a fuller explanation. And given the fact that this book uh, came right before Secret Wars, which saw the reboot of the Marvel Universe uh, and the end of the Ultimate Universe totally, uh, we're never going to actually get an answer to that. Plus, there are probably, there are no swear words, but there are probably uh, a lot more of the... Uh, uh, swear, star, dash things that are probably strictly necessary, and there are a few cases where those don't particularly make sense. Still, I think this was a pretty enjoyable book. Uh, my wife was actually up uh, not late uh, at night reading this, you know, way past uh, bedtime, trying to get through those uh, first seven issues to find out what happened. So it was pretty engaging for her and also for me. So despite its problems, I'm going to give this a rating of classy. Now, this is probably not the book you would want to start with. Uh, there are a couple things that you can uh, take a look at. Uh, if you want to get to the very beginning of Miles' appearance, you can check out Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, uh, Ultimate Collection, Book 1, which has the earliest appearances. Or if you want a really shorter version with just the first five issues, check out Ultimate Comic Spider-Man Volume 1, Who is Miles Morales? All right, well, that's all for today. If you do have a comic, email to me, classycomicsguy at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at classycomicsguy. And check out my website, classycomicsguy.com. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.